Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast. Before we get to our guests, special shout out to Cruise Consulting. We do all your startup accounting, startup taxes, and tons of consulting work, kind of whatever comes up, like financial models, budget actuals, maybe some state registration, sales tax, VC, due diligence support, whatever comes up for your company, we're there for you. 750 clients strong now, $10 billion in capital raised by our clients. I can't believe it. $2 billion this year. It's been a crazy, awesome year. So check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. And now on to our guest. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and friends, it's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is David Pazeski of Initio. Welcome, David. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. By the way, we should note I'm a personal investor in Initio. Love what they're doing. That's why I want to have Dave on. So I'm a personal investor. But Dave, maybe you can start off just by retracing your career and tell everyone how you had the idea for Initio as well. Sure. Uh, not a problem. So, um, my career started out pretty standard. I, I worked in San Francisco Bay Area at a big four accounting firm. And when I was there, it, it kind of laid a foundation for me regarding accounting, compliance, tax, all the things that matter for every company, and especially startups because you have less smaller finance teams, et cetera. Uh, while I was there, I kind of got the, the real push to go into something different. And I knew the Bay Area was the center of the universe for venture capital I was lucky enough to find a pretty decent-sized VC in Palo Alto and go work there as a controller for about, I stayed there about 15 years. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it was a firm out of Palo Alto. They had, a, at that time, $1.2 billion under management. They were doing early-stage split between tech and life science. But the thing I learned there, in addition to just being around startups, being around founders and, and early companies, and you know, I, I kind of saw the way they would tinker with things and it pretty much there was no box. Like they were always pushing the envelope on everything they did. Companies were always trying new things. Failure was an option, which I really was shocking to me yeah. because it wasn't something I was used to seeing, but in the Bay area, it was okay. You, if you try big things, you, yeah. you could fail. And so I, I spent a, 15 years there, as I mentioned. And while I was there, uh, I started doing temp CFO for some of the portfolio companies. And doing that, I, I ran it in 2007, ran into the whole 49A valuation issue that had come up. I think it was it was passed in 2006-ish. And I, yeah. there were a few providers at that time, very few providers. And I used one of the standard providers that was recommended to me. And after working with them a couple of times, I realized they didn't really have a great understanding of what the value drivers were for my specific companies I was working with at, at this uh, venture firm. And so I was just sitting in Palo Alto thinking, I can do this way better. And so I just said, I'm going to start a valuation firm. And we did that in 2007. It was called Redwood Good for you. Valuation Partners. It, yeah. it grew and became one of the leading consulting valuation shops in, in Silicon Valley. Uh, and I sold it in 2020. Uh, all those years of experience of working there really showed me kind of where consulting was lacking in that specific space and where automation yeah. was a lot of redundancy in some of the things we did and, and where that could be helpful. I actually saw there were other firms that got started probably about 10 years ago that promised automation and kind of more of a machine learning style. And, and, and none of those things panned out. So after I sold Redwood in 2020, 2021, I decided 
well, since no one else is going to do it and automate it, that's how I started Initio. Yeah. That's really amazing. I mean, I, it's such a powerful story too, because you did, you grew up in, cause I remember when foreign NAs became mandated cause I was working in the venture capital yep. fund too. And everyone was freaking out cause they're really expensive yep. and it was this new step you had to take and all this kind of stuff. And so you're one of the pioneers that really brought, not, you brought the price down somewhat, yeah. but you also made it very efficient yeah. and value added, as yeah. you said, which is really, really cool. And now you get to, it's almost like your second life, right? You're like, you know, everything that you learned in that first journey is going into Initio. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. That, that, that's a fair point. I, we did bring the price down at that time. The prices at that time were 10 to 12K. And we shot yeah, the market crazy, with 3 right? to 4K for, for pretty basic stuff. But that was still, yep. that price point is still too high, I think, for a lot of early stage companies that are trying to save every dollar to extend their runway to, to get to the next inflection point. Yeah. And so we were limited on what we could do at Redwood because it, it is consulting. It takes a lot of time. You have to pay employees yeah. to have experience. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's how I got led to an issue. I figured we could cut the price again if we could build software that could effectively calibrate the valuations. And I, I could jump into what, yeah. what we're doing in an issue. But yeah, that's, that's, that's the yeah, crux I'm, of an issue is can we do it better, faster, cheaper, and more transparent than what's available right yep. now? Yeah. Better, faster, cheaper, the Silicon Valley way, which is like, you know, that is the, if the we don't do it, somebody so, else yeah, tell, do it. So that, that's that someone's going to do it. Right. Someone, it has to always be that way. That's a good, very good point. Yeah. So maybe talk, talk through the initio value prop and, okay. and how it works and how, cause there's probably people who are listening to this who are like, Oh, interesting. I need a four NA. Like this is, yeah. this is something I so should I, be trying. I, happy to do that. And I think we'll take a one step back. Our goal while we're doing our first product is a better four NA is what we call it. Our goal is actually to really be the real-time provider. So providing private market data in real time to founders, employees, mm -hmm. and investors. We all know because mm -hmm. of last year, you could see that the private market takes a while to readjust. The first three months of last year, the public market hit the wall, dropped like 50%, yeah. NASDAQ, you know, all the major uh, tech players. And the private market just froze. Because founders and employees hadn't absorbed that data yet. Yeah. And the reason yeah. they hadn't absorbed that is because there's an opaqueness to that market. It doesn't flush out as quickly as the public market. And we thought, you know what? If there's a way to aggregate all this private data and then give it to our clients in a way that's real-time and actionable, that would be light years ahead of what's out there today that you can get. And so yeah. that's the crux of an yeah. issue. Now, in order to get the data to build that out, you've got to offer startups, in VCs and other private market participants, something of value. And our first yep. push into that is this better 49A. And I'll go through kind of why we think it's better than anything out there. It is 100% software. It runs its own calibrated set of uh, scenarios effectively. So you give it your cap table, your articles, you tell it what vertical you're in. It's about an eight to 10 minute onboarding process. You upload your cap table, mm. upload your articles. The system runs on its own, produces a sandbox that you can make final tweaks on your final 49A price within reasonable bounds. And it tells you how many scenarios it ran that are considered defensible. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, you could look and say, okay, the price is between X and Y. And there's really no other in that framework, which is an option pricing framework that we're using that most valuation appraisers use for early stage companies. 
There is no price yeah. that another appraiser could come up to that's already not shown into our graph. The only difference is you're seeing yeah. everything at once. So you know how much risk you're taking yeah. effectively when you're picking a final price. And when you're done picking the price that makes sense for you and the board and is defensible, you press print, your report's generated, and it's off to you so you can give it to your board and have it approved. Again, onboarding is like yeah. 15 minutes. Doing the tweaking of price takes four or five minutes, and then it's done. So we're taking a process that takes hours at least to call a consulting firm to talk through what your company does, et cetera, et cetera, to go collect. The, a lot of these firms collect a lot of data you don't actually need for a 49A, but they're charging four, yeah. five, six Ks. So they want to make you feel like you're getting something of value. Most yeah. of that is just busy yeah. work. And again, understanding startups, because I grew up in VC and startup land, you don't have any time for busy work. You just need to get it done and you need to have yeah. it done right. And you don't want to, the other issue is if they do the black box approach with even some of the automated providers, if they give you a price that your board just rejects, you have to call someone and hunt them down and spend an hour or two trying to negotiate another price. This skips all that. It's yeah. like, you know what? Let's just get to the, the meat of the, of, of the meal and just get it done so you can go on and do other things that are more important for your company. That makes so much sense. And you said the word defensible because for those that don't know, maybe you talk about this for a second, but the, the valuation accreditation has like there's uh, those, those bodies have mandates sure. on defensibility and needs to be in certain approaches. And then ultimately like the auditors or the IRS needs to be able to accept that valuation. And so how, can you talk about how you make sure that Initia's valuation sure. is within those yeah. defensibility? So, uh, you bring up a great point. Getting a 49A is only half the equation. Uh, if your company exits and has a successful exit, either financial auditors and or IRS could end up looking at those reports to make sure you're not giving below fair market value options. So we're using very standard methodologies. It happens that we're kind of mixing the standard methodology with the Monte Carlo effectively and running hundreds of thousands of runs. Yeah. Now, what that gives us is visibility into what the possible ranges could be and what the defensible inputs are. And I'll, I'll give you an example. If a client presses, I want the absolute lowest defensible price, our system will pick the most defensible inputs to give that output that they want. Because there's no oh, one way to get to the same price. And so we're pretty confident that we know what audit firms, big four, or some of the other larger accounting firms will accept with, with regard to volatility, term, NTM options, everything else that goes into these valuations. And then the beauty of our system is it will allow the auditors to see everything if they want. So they'll, they'll have a 35,000 foot level and they can do their own sensitivity analysis to see, well, if you change this or this, what happens to the price? And is that material for my audit? Again, we're all about trying to make things easy, keep our clients, keep their lives easy and make sure they can get through audit quite quickly. On the IRS, not a lot of these have been audited. It's rare. You'd have to have a, you'd have to have a very large outcome for it to be audited. But we yeah. believe yep. what we're doing is within the bounds of the regs of 49A, and we have the experience necessary. I personally have been involved yeah. with 6,000 valuations with my previous time at Redwood. So I definitely meet the criteria, CFA, CPA, so usual accreditation. <laughs> I'm trying to brag, just saying, you know, I think we could, okay, no, we can I get do. it, I get it. And just so, just so you're, uh, yeah. whoever watches this podcast knows, we did the valuation for WhatsApp, Fitbit, Robinhood Markets. We've been involved with some of the largest exits in Silicon Valley, so we know kind of how to not step outside cool. the bounds. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. And you're right about like the audit. The auditor wants to be able to look at, at what went into this because 
the the nightmare scenario is like your your company becomes you know three years later four years later you're late stage you're getting ready for an ipo and you have to, you're doing like the stock option yep. accounting and making sure everything's okay and they look back and they say oh the 400a that was too rich or too cheap or whatever and we've got to restate and that throw takes a lot of work and a lot a lot of money sure. and and so the fact that you can give kind of like the play-by-play -play yeah. and show how you got those yeah. numbers instead of just relying on one number yeah. like hey this was the number yeah that's why i love the monte carlo yeah. aspect of this because you're showing a lot of different yeah it, uh you're, you're testing in a lot of different ways so so one of the things that was interesting that i didn't realize i kind of knew this like in the back of my head but i didn't realize that these we usually call it multi-scenario opm model so it's an early failure mode and a late success mode effectively two op option pricing models together and when you look at the output of this, it's not a single mode, which is like one, you would think a normal distribution. It's multi, it's, it's got multiple modes. And so you mm. can be looking as a valuation professional, you pick up, you pick your volatilities and the different inputs, and then you go up or down a little bit to see if there's sensitivity. You could be at what you think is a local minimum, but you're actually, the curve goes down and even further on the other side of that mode. And you could be missing that because you didn't see all the data. No other firm runs thousands and thousands of transactions because they don't yeah. have time. And so if you're only doing a single point or a multiple, a couple scenarios, you're really relying on that expert picking everything perfectly. And if they mm -hmm. don't, they may put you in a spot where they picked most of the time a price that's too high that you could have had a lower that's still defensible. Yeah. Uh, sometimes if they have no experience, they could pick a price that's nonsense. Let's say it's either way too low or way too high. But yeah. I try to I trust my uh, valuation brother to at least know yeah. enough to make sure they're picking at least in the range. Hey, it's Scott Horn at Cruise Consulting, taking a quick pit stop to give some of the groups at Cruise a big shout out. First up is our tax team. Amazing. They can do your federal and state income tax returns, R&D tax credits, sales tax help, anything you need for state registrations. They do it all. And we're so grateful for all their awesome work. Also, our finance team is doing amazing work now. They build financial models, budget actuals, and help your company navigate the VC due diligence process. I guess our tax team does that too on the tax side, but the finance team is doing great work. And then, you know, I think everyone kind of knows our accounting team is pretty awesome, but want to give them a shout out too. Thanks. And back to the guest. Yeah. And, and it's and the reason why people don't want evaluation is too high is that means the stock options have a high exercise price and the employees are paying a lot of money to exercise their options eventually. Yeah. Most like most boards want to have a defensible price, but they want it to be tilted towards the lower end if possible yeah. to create more of an incentive for their employees. So that's actually really, really important. The other thing that, which I love about the product, you were talking about this was it's like a self onboarding. It's a quick, it's quick. You can, you can kind of control the process. Cause you're right. Like a lot of times you do a foreign NA, you got to set up a call. You got to send over the document. You don't get to like do it yourself. And yep. so many of us are in the self-serve mode nowadays I, that it makes, it's, it's really nice that you built it that way. Yeah, no, we, we want to make it easy. We think of, uh, if we think of large companies that do it pretty well, we think of TurboTax, QuickBooks. So things that help people that are non-experts be able to do a lot of stuff that you would have needed an expert to do. Like, you know, TurboTax helps people. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a good idea, but it can help people that aren't tax experts do some tax work. Not saying whether you should do it or not, but we want to give non-experts the ability to do valuations confidently and see all the data they need to see to make yeah. that decision. The other thing I'd mention is we actually provide a phone number to get to a live person as well. So if you get oh. stuck, 
we don't want to be a company where, again, we're client focused. So my yeah. job is to make sure you have a good experience. So if you can get all the way through, which I believe 95% of clients can get all the way through the process quickly, no issue. But if there's something that's confusing or a client has a question, we offer support because we want to make sure you have a good experience. We don't want you to feel like you're lost in the woods. Nobody feels good. Yeah. Then. And we're happy to continue to provide that. And, you know, they get a phone number they can call and reach a live person that can help them get through the process. Yeah. They need that. That's really nice because there are a lot of questions around this stuff too. When you when you do the upload and you run the analysis is and then you get the kind of report or you pick your price, is that the end of the process or is there like a waiting period of a couple of days or how does how does it work like soup to nuts to get oh, yeah. like that in front of the board? Yeah, so uh, right now we're doing five to seven business days from the moment you you submit your data to the moment you can print your first report. That's fast, by the way, for people who are listening to this. Yeah. Normally it's, it's faster, 10 to 15 business days. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. So it's, it could be even faster later on, but right now, right now what we're doing is we're having it reviewed by an expert. Every report's being reviewed by an expert to make sure we think, we believe the calibration engine is working perfectly, but we want to make sure everything's quality assured. So we, we yeah. take our time, make sure everything's working as expected. If there are any corner case issues with clients, we catch them, make sure we do what's right by them. And so by the time you get the email saying, hey, your sandbox is ready for your review, pretty much an expert has already made sure that it's all calibrated for you. You go in, nice. your final tweaks, press print, and you're done. Yeah, that's really good. That's really great. Yeah. And I'm sure the the board who this is being presented to appreciates that too, because the person can, hey, if I, we have any questions or anything like that, yeah. I can follow up. Yep. Yeah, that's really it's really amazing what you built. I'm really happy for you too because you you've taken just all those lessons and you could have probably uh, I don't know your financial situation, but you probably could have lived a pretty chill life. But you still have that desire to like fix things and make things better. I just wanted someone to build an automated valuation product that's actually calibrated. That's yeah. all I wanted. Yeah, it's so awesome it's, though, and your also your passion comes across so much because I've talked yeah. to you a bunch of times and like this is this is sure. your baby. You know, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, one other thing I want to mention is uh, as we go forward in time with Initio, our next product will be a ASC 820, which you may be familiar with, which is Mark to Market, mm. uh, which helps VCs mark their portfolios to market. And this will be the first product in Mark to Market that will be free to upload all your data. And it gives you a dashboard for the VC to see green, yellow, red. Green is you don't need evaluation. It should pass audit. No problem. Yellow is we can get to your holding value. You may need to print a report for your auditor. You could wait till they ask for it because it's instantaneous when they ask for it. And then red is your holding value is not defensible with our framework. You may want to bring in an expert, like a consultant, to help you derive another modeling technique to help yeah. support the valuation. This should be out by year end, uh, 2023, and it'll be the first of its class free product for all VCs to use. The, and, and they only pay when they print the report. Now, why is this important to your clients? Because once a VC uploads all your data for your company, we can offer a discounted valuation to oh, those companies because really we already have all the data. Yes, yeah, so we have the data to help run a 4 a So we could do it concurrently if they want a year-end yeah. 4 a We can make sure that happens for those clients That's as really well. Cool. And those would be very little information from the company yeah. because we have most of the VC. Well, I was going to say also that I, I used to work at a VC fund and I was unfortunately head of compliance. And so I would see a lot of that uh, valuation argument with the auditors and it's not fun. Yeah. The venture capitalists hate that. It's a lot of work and the audit, you know, so the fact that you're yeah. building that is really amazing. We want to help fund admins and other, it's really geared yeah. toward fund admins and other, you know, so again, another thing about our company that I want to make very clear to everyone listening to this is, 
we believe our product is here to augment the professionals that are around startups. So the accountants, the tax people, you know, everyone that's around there, the lawyers, everyone, we're here to augment that. Yeah. We're not here to replace anyone. Yeah. We just want to go in there and make everyone's life easier for valuation, whatever that may be, whether it's mark to market, whether it's 49A, whether we're giving the clients to sign up for our platform real-time data to make decisions on their business. We just want to make that process easy for everyone involved. And if we do that, in my opinion, in venture, best product always wins. Yeah. Well, also people, there's a lot of busy work that all of us have to do in their jobs. And the less busy yeah. work, the, the more value add you can you can uh, offer. Fair. We should, I got to be respectful of your time, so we should wrap up. But maybe you could tell everyone how to find Initio, how to reach out if they want to work with you. Sure. Uh, so anyone can email me at dave at initio.software. Conversely, you can go to initio.software, which is our website, and there's a contact us button. And you can even start a 49A just on the website directly, self-serve, uh, and ping us later if you need any help or anything. Um, so that's pretty much the easiest way to get to me. I'm on LinkedIn as well. My LinkedIn handle is on my email, but it's on the website as well. So you can, uh, probably the best place to go is the website. I love it. I love it. Well, congrats on Great. what you built. It's amazing. Appreciate and the, it. the, the venture capital audit tool sounds awesome too. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. And we're able to use the same engine to, to run that as well. So we appreciate it. That's amazing. All right, man. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Really happy for you. Thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. Right, Bye-bye. Bye. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Scotty.